Good afternoon, everyone. Um, welcome to the second installment of this podcast called Mindset Intentions. Now, why do I call it Mindset Intentions? Basically, everything I believe that we do in life has got an intention behind it. There's no way that you can do something without having an intention behind it. Even getting out of bed every day, you have an intention for why you get out of bed every morning. So today, I just want to share a thought and an idea with you in that what are the patterns of thinking that you use and exercise in order to reach the goals or the decisions or the results that you are getting? And my second question is, are you getting of the things that you want to achieve? Because if you want to exercise success, for example, or if you want to achieve success, however it is you define success, there is a way of thinking that goes along with the kind of success that you would like to have. So these podcasts are designed just to have a conversation with people. I'll be having just different conversations with different people, just on different topics. But all of that will be around how we think or why we think the way that we do. And if we are going to want to change, like the undergirding scripture for the work that I do is in Thessalonians, which says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it means a renewed mind is required to be able to achieve new levels of success and being the person that you want to be or do the things that you want to do in your life. So I am so excited today because I am speaking to one of my most favorite people in the, on the planet, honestly. I love this woman to pieces. And I just really just thank God for her life. She is just a, an amazing woman of God. She has just such a passion for God. I mean, she is a, she's a businesswoman. She's an entrepreneur. She is a wife. She is a mother to an amazing, beautiful boy. I tell you, if I was just young enough, hmm, my mindset is that I would have my eyes on that boy. But um, Linda is such an incredible uh, person. I've known her for a few years, but I just feel we are so connected in the spirit. And, you know, in my last uh, podcast, I shared when I was speaking to Grace that, you know, Grace is also another person that I'm so connected to and she believes in me. I, Linda is a person who believes in me? I mean, from the first day I met this woman, she has such a faith and a belief in me. It actually freaks me out, you know, because she sees so much in me that I don't yet see in myself. I know it's there because she's obviously not seeing something that is not there. But these are the kind of people that we need to have in our lives. People who really believe in us so much. People who see the God in us and the possibilities of what we are capable of doing and knowing that it is in there. So there is no time that I have a conversation with Linda that I don't feel so inspired, that I don't feel so encouraged, that I don't feel like this person really believes in me almost just as much as my own mother 
who gave me life believes in me. So I want to welcome Linda. Uh, like I said, Linda Sleep is a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, a leader. Um, she, she is just such a wonderful person to me, a great, great friend, you know, and someone who is always, always positive. So welcome, Linda, to our podcast this afternoon. Hi. Hi, we Thank you so much. That's a massive intro. <laughs> I don't know if I deserve it, but thank you very much for having me. It's really an honor and a pleasure to be at, at this platform of you, honestly. And thank you. I am so excited that you're here today, Linda. And uh, I mean, this is just a conversation, you know, just like we just have normal conversations, you know, with us. I am so glad, you know, for you taking your time this afternoon just to, you know, come and just uh, speak to me. Um, and so basically, we just want to jump right into it. And I was just thinking from, you know, maybe a couple of conversations we have uh, heard uh, with each other. Um, and I just thought that maybe this would be an interesting topic, you know, for us to, to talk about and to share this afternoon. And the topic is comparison versus emulation. What's the difference? Now, when I think of, you know, the word compare, you know, in a lot of cases, we tend to look at the word compare as a negative word. But really, when I started looking at it, even in the dictionary, you know, it says, you know, to compare is to point out or describe the resemblance with something or someone. So it's like to liken, you know, to measure something, you know, up against something else. Now, that can be positive and that can be negative. Now, I think when we tend to, when we look at comparing ourselves, particularly this is the thrust of our conversation today, when we compare ourselves to other people, are we doing that in a positive way or in a negative way? I'll give you an example. I used to be a person who compared myself to other people in a very negative way. And I always used to think that, oh, you know, I cannot do this because this other person can do it a whole lot better than me. You know, everybody always says to me, oh, Vui, you're such a good speaker. You are such an eloquent speaker. And this is something that you, Linda, have always said, you know, to me and you always say. But for some reason, in my head, in my mind, I would always say, hmm. Yeah, maybe, but I can't do it like so-and-so. Or, oh, this other person, you know, can do, uh, speak better than I can. And so I, I would shut myself down. I would shut myself off. And yet at the same time, I would believe that I have something that I want to share, something that I want to say. And even when I do speak, you know, oftentimes people would come back to me and say, wow, you know, I really love the way that you shared this thing that you shared. It, it's not something that nobody else has ever talked about but you know we all have a different flair we all have a different way you know of how we may present the same piece of information and like i was saying to another friend the other day we all have a tribe you know we all have people that we appeal to and people who also appeal to us so what i may think is not good enough in my own estimation to somebody else, it would be absolutely amazing. So I constantly compared myself with other people who do, you know, and speak better than I do. And they will always be there. But then the question to myself is, am I going to allow that to hold me down 
or to keep me back or for me not to exercise the gift, you know, that God has given me. So let's just talk about that issue of comparing, Linda. And I just want to hear your, you know, your thoughts and uh, what you think about that before we touch on, you know, the issue of emulation. Yes, thank you. Um, I think compare, like you said earlier, it can be positive. But I believe it depends on how you see it. And for me, comparing yourself to someone else can be very discouraging and it can set you to fall. The reason being is because we're all so different. We're all so talented and gifted in each of us. So therefore, it's so good to be able to look at the gift that you have and perform it and do what you supposed to do or learn the skill and everything you need to learn to be able to achieve that and um, um, not achieve that gift because the gift you can achieve it but to be successful in what you decide to do so mm-hmm. there's no need of comparing yourself because your gift is different to someone else so for me comparing it can be positive don't get me wrong it can be negative too but we're talking about negative side because most of people mm-hmm. like you said earlier you used to compare yourself to people but, but again, you, the way you speak will appear to different people. And those people, mm-hmm. the way they speak will appear to different people. So therefore, like you said, we all have our tribe. We all have our tribe. So for me, comparing yourself is really something I try not to do, if I can help mm-hmm. myself. But again, there's a positive side. You know, you can compare, mm-hmm. let's say, a note. Let's say you're in a class with someone else and you, you're doing something, you just want to compare. No, that's a kind of healthy way of comparing. But comparing yourself, right. comparing yourself to someone else in terms of you know how I speak or how I do things, I think that's a negative one. I absolutely agree with you. And you know, even as you were talking, you know, I started to think about um you know, the fact that, you know, like we are saying, you know, comparing is both positive and it can be negative, you know, as well. Now, it's really to start to become negative when the person starts to put themselves down because they think somebody else is better than them. There will always be somebody who is better than me. You know, that is a given, you know, and if I allow that, you know, to then diminish me and for me not to then do to the very best of my ability, the very thing that I know I am able to do, then that comparing has become, you know, very, you know, detrimental to who I become and who I am. I know like sometimes even when we're growing up in families, you know, I don't know if you ever experienced this, Linda, but, you know, even in families, sometimes parents without actually even realizing, you know, when they compare one child, you know, with another child, Oh, you know, your brother does this better than why don't you do like how your sister does? And it's not appreciating the individuality Mm -hmm. of that child because every child is different, even though they all came from your womb. But, you know, everybody is different. And I'm not going to be able to do things exactly the way that my sister does. And it's not fair to expect or to want my sister to do things exactly the way I do things because there are some things that she does better than I do. And there'll be things that I may do better than her, but that doesn't mean that, you know, 
I'm a better person than her or she is a better person than me. It's about just maximizing our, you know, capabilities and what we're able to do. Now, if somebody begins to compare themselves to other people and then let that and allow that to literally, you know, stop them or prevent them from doing that same thing that everybody else is doing, then I think there's something to be said about that. Don't you think? Yeah, I totally agree with you. You just say, you just bring me back to when, my mom and my mom have five kids, children, and I remember my sister. My mom said to me, Why your sister is not like you? You know, again, like you said. But I said to my mom, I said, Listen, the reason why she's not like me is because I'm Linda and she's Pelagi, is that their name? Pelagi. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. can't be like me, you know. So you are right. sometimes parents do that. They're trying to compare, you know, the children, but we shouldn't really do that because every child is an individual. Every child have whatever they need to be able to, to go in life. So we as a parent, really, we need to encourage that and you know, and help them grow that. So when they grow up, they don't have a need of comparing. I think the reason why sometimes as an adult we compare is because, like you say, and when you're a child with your brother, mom and dad say, why you can't be like that? So therefore, we think, you know, when we grow up, we think, okay, mom and dad said that, so I should compare myself to sons and so. I think that's the reason. Mm. Why, that's the reason why you know we all carry on like that. But again, like you say, your the title of your pop your platform is about renew the mind. So it's time for mm. us to really change our mindset to really start. That's yes, right. yes, we really start. You know, everything we knew when we child or whatever, start make sure we now adopt a new way of thinking, and uh, and that will set us free. You are absolutely right. You know, I, I, I like what you said, Linda. And, you know, the issue of comparing is really, really a, an, an issue that even when we look at ourselves as Christians, you know, for, for example, or as, as businesswomen or as, you know, mothers or as friends or, or anything, you have other friends besides me. I have other friends besides you, but I don't compare those friends you know to you and neither do i compare myself to any of the other friends you know that that you have because they bring a particular dynamic there is a reason why you are friends with them that's completely different from myself so if i start to look at myself and say oh well you know because uh linda is friends with Susie q and i can't do things like Susie q does so i cannot be good friends with linda then that that is really something that I now need to look at in myself. And it has to do a lot with self-esteem. I find that, you know, when you when I start to compare myself to other people in a detrimental way, it means there is something about myself that I am not appreciating about myself. And when I do that, then it means that very thing that could actually work for my favor it is now working against me. So that issue of self-esteem, that issue of who do I think when I am looking at myself in the mirror? You know, sometimes people that ask that question in a negative way, like, who do you think you are? (laughs) You know, and (laughs) I I know when, if I had to ask you that question, Linda, I know what your answer would be. I know what your answer would be even before you tell me what your answer is because I know you, you know. And again, this is the beauty of 
you know, knowing each other or having other people to know me. Because I know the minute I ask you that question, Linda, without you even letting me finish that sentence, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, I am a child Amen. of God. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Before you talk about you being a wife, before you talk about you being a mother to your son, before you talk about you being a businesswoman and, you know, and an entrepreneur, that's the first mm-hmm. thing, you know, and it speaks of you knowing what your identity is. And we're still talking about the issue of comparing, because when we even start to compare each other, you know, or compare one another, even as children of God, I believe that we are actually, you know, making God to look like somebody who didn't do something good enough in me. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? That there is something that is short in me that God didn't do, didn't uh, uh, create me well or didn't create me properly or didn't create me full because I feel that there is something missing. And yet the Bible tells me that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And so it's like when God made me, like somebody said, he broke the mold. You know, it was like they could, he couldn't mm. do any better, <laughs> you know, because after he created Eve, we don't see God creating at all. He was finished. He never created anything else because he had already made everything that he created to be able to have the capacity to self-reproduce. So if I look at myself and and say I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Sure, I may not be able to do things like you do, you know, Linda, but it is because you are fashioned to do what you do exactly the way that you do it. And I am fashioned to do what I do exactly the way that I do it. And then when we come together with each other, we yes. complement each other. So instead of comparing mm. each other, complement oh, each other, isn't oh, it? Thank you. You just spot spot you are spot on honestly because you like you say mm. you know god when we compare ourselves like we say to god you didn't you know you didn't do enough for me or you didn't do you know make me yeah exactly mm-hmm. so but god like you say he created us so wonderful and 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 fearful and beautiful made so for us even to mm-hmm. start even thinking about comparing what we say to god is an insult to god it is an insult yes to look at in a practical way Mm. because god when he created you Mm. he finished everything that you need everything that you need Mm. to be you on this planet on your journey so exactly so we need to be i mean like the bible say you know we need i think it's in galatians four eight six four to five you know we need to be able to be content in what we do so therefore we can accomplish what we're doing so it, it doesn't give us the need of trying to compare ourselves to other people. And we need to be thankful because a grateful art, a grateful art is someone who's content. And con- yeah, so when you're content, exactly. you don't need the, you don't have a need of comparing yourself. So we really have to be mindful mm. of, of that. We question, like you said, we need to be very mindful of that because mm. there's no need to compare ourselves because we are an individual and we all are wonderful and fearful made in God's eyes. Oh, I, I just I just love that when you said that, uh, you know, it's an insult to God. That is really powerful. When we compare ourselves to other people, we are actually insulting God 
and saying, you didn't make me good enough. You didn't put this thing in me that you put in so-and-so. And yet we fail to realize that in the process of us comparing ourselves to other people, there are other people who are actually comparing themselves to us. They are seeing something in us, in you, in me, you know, in everyone who is listening, something that is in you that somebody literally envies. You see, this is what now comparison does. When you're not careful, you really start going down a, a, a horrible rabbit, you know, hole, you know, because it starts to bring up all kinds of negative things. You know, because when you start to compare yourself, then sometimes you start to get angry. Then a person starts to get upset. Then, you know, you, you don't know how far down, you know, you, you start to go. So we need to really be very careful because when we're speaking as, as children of God, for example, you know, are we actually saying to God, you didn't make me good enough? Even though in his word, he says, I made you fearfully and wonderfully. We are actually saying to mm-hmm. him, no, you didn't make me fearfully. No, you didn't make me wonderfully. So we call it God a liar. It's freaky. This is the rabbit hole that I'm talking about. And we don't see, this is the thing that I, again, speaking about mindset intentions. These are the intentions Mm. of the mind. And we are so unconscious of it. Because somebody would argue and say, oh, well, but that's not what I mean. But it doesn't really matter whether that's what you mean or not. That is the results that are being produced. Because we are not aware of what is happening at the back of our minds. And so we have to be so careful. And even, again, coming back to the issue of uh, uh, parenting, you know, I don't have children, but I see it, you know, and I, I, I see sometimes how parents are comparing one child with another without actually them being cognizant of what it is that they do. They're not doing it mm. purposely, you know, but it's, to me, it's sending such a wrong message, you know, to that child that you are not good enough you know it's 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 one thing to say oh yeah you know learn to do what you do the best way you can because your brother or your sister does what they do the best way that they can you have your way of doing it but do it the best way you possibly can that is how you encourage you know uh someone and so you know when we start to move away from comparing you know let's let's talk about absolutely because you know comparing sounds mm, you know a bit you know negative but when we're looking at emulating you know i i, I love words you know and i i like to understand the meaning you know of words because again sometimes we we toss mm. words around and we actually use words sometimes we don't understand the meaning, you know, of that word, or we're using it in the wrong context. So again, when I went into the dictionary and just looked up the word emulate, you know, it says to match or surpass either a person or achievement, typically by imitation. So to copy or do similarly. Now, I like that word emulate. Because there are lots of people that I, well, not a lot of people, but there are, there are a number of people that I look up to, 
you know, people like our mentors, for example. Now, I, I want you to share with us, Linda, about who you emulate. And I know you have a particular person who is your mentor that you emulate. And why, what is it about that person that, you know, you love about them that, you know, um, you emulate? And what is it about them that you, you like to, uh, to emulate? You. Uh, you see, the word emulate, uh, it, it, it tends to be positive. And for me, my understanding mm -hmm. about emulate, it's emulating or copy someone behavior mm -hmm. or trying to mm -hmm. be like someone else because you admire them or you respect that person. Mm -hmm. And like you say, my yes. mentor, honestly, that woman, I don't even know, I don't have any words to even start explaining. She's so mm -hmm. wonderful. She is she's the one who led me to a lord. <laughs> I just want to say, yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, she she never her name, oh, they yes, mentioned her, her name, name so people Ricky. will know. Oh, I can't mention her surname <laughs> because it's an African name. I'm not very good in that, so I don't want to, yeah. But her name is Ricky, yes. and she lives yeah. in London. She was a wonderful woman, mm. wonderful, honestly. So, if yes, I have met her, she is absolutely amazing and incredible. You know, wonderful. and those every time, everything I do, I really look up to her. You know, and I and I admire mm. the way she she does things, the way she loves the law, and also she does not even, mm. you know, tell you. Even though the, the law will speak to her, but she won't tell you. She will let the law minister to you. You know, and and everything she does is just so amazing. So for me, I would like to email, emulate uh, Wiki in that sense mm. because I admire her as a person and I respect her as a person. Mm. And that issue of respect is so key in the people that we look up to, in the people that you em we emulate. I, one of the people that I so love and appreciate and emulate, you know, or look up to um, and, and copy, I always say, when I grow up, I want to be like Pastor Celia. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> she is just an amazing woman of God, you know, for, for me. Um, and she she's my mentor. I really actually consider her a, a spiritual mother, uh, Pastor Celia P.J. Collins. Um, she just really exudes that mm. spirit, that mm. passion, you know, in anything that she does, you know, uh, you know, whether as a mother, whether as a, as a businesswoman, whether as a coach, whether as a mentor. And one thing I really look up to Pastor Celia on is how she herself conducts herself in the midst mm -hmm. of other people. You know, she never puts herself above anyone, even though she is a leader. She is someone who is really very well respected, not only in the Christian community, but also even in the in the business community. She she coaches, you know, business people, you know, in, in companies and in organizations, not only just uh, uh, pastors and, and, and people in, in ministry. But I look up to her and I want to emulate her, especially her relationship with God, because to me, Pastor C is such a picture of somebody who really truly believes in the God that she serves. She is not just doing it just because it's, it's something that is, uh, you know, popular or it is something that is familiar to her or, or anything. No, she actually really truly believes in this God that she serves. And for me, it, 
then when I watch how she conducts herself as a, as a mom, as now even a grandmother, I haven't seen her in action as a grandmother yet because she is just a, a new grandmother. But uh, in the times that I had been, you know, around her, you know, and, and watching her and learning, you know, from her, she was never one to have to say, Vui, do like this or Vui, do that. No. I would actually pick up what I need to do by watching her. And I will never forget this one year when I spent Christmas with her and her family. And on that Christmas day, we actually, before we sat down to have our own Christmas meal at her house, we first of all went and fed people at a homeless shelter. That was so incredibly amazing to me to see Pastor Celia waking up in the morning with her sister and her mom and her daughter. And we, you know, preparing all this food, packing all this stuff into her car, you know, and driving, you know, to this uh, center where there were all these, you know, homeless people and, you know, giving them even gifts, you know, like little, you know, bags with uh, little necessities, you know, that they would need, you know, things like socks and, and, and gloves and scarves and hats because it was winter. It's in December. It's cold, you know, here in, 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 England and just to see her literally doing that you know physically she wasn't telling anyone what to do you know she didn't have all her wonderful makeup on you know she didn't have all the glitz you know that she usually has but to see her in that element it really gave me such an even higher appreciation and respect you know, for her, because what it showed me was she just doesn't mm. talk the talk. She walks awesome. the talk. And too many people out there mm. talk the talk, but they don't walk it. And the impression that I also get uh, got when I met mm. your mentor, Ricky, was this is a woman who walks the walk and she walks her talk. That's all right. And people like that are so easy to emulate. Why? When we then make mistakes, mm. it's easy for us to go to them because they didn't get to where they got without making yep, any mistakes, right. isn't it? That's right. I mean, you're talking about your men mentors, Cecilia. I met her in, on TBN, um, I think, last year. Is this year or last year? I think last year, yeah. I mean, that yeah, last man, year. I, mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't know her well, but the five minutes that you introduced me to her, I, can, I just love her. She's an amazing woman. Fabulous, mm -hmm. fabulous woman. And what I like about uh, Pastor Cecilia is that every time she speaks, there is a joy, a smile in her face. <laughs> you know, you mm, know when people speak and you true. look at the expression <laughs> of her face, it's basically what is in the heart that show in her face. So I look at her and I, I can't sit down and watch that lady all day. So I just want to add that, honestly, she's in a wonderful wonderful lady and mom i mean I'm, I'm not surprised i mean to be honest boy can i say something to you you remind me that woman when, <laughs> when you talk to you you do <laughs> so you are evident you do honestly because the way you do i look wow. at you and because i went on on youtube i check a video everything and i'm looking at you and i see exactly resemblance you know so yes <laughs> honestly wow <laughs> 
to me that is the highest compliment you know somebody could ever pay me because i mean to me this woman epitomizes you know something which is up there you know she's an aspiration for me i aspire you know to be to be like pastor celia not to be pastor celia but to be Mm -hmm. like her in the sense of tapping into whatever the strength and the ability that god has put into me and putting it out there you know because pastor c in everything that she does it's all about helping people you know she just loves people she has such a passion for people and you know sometimes your your passion can also Mm -hmm. be your weakness you know because in, in, in loving people so much. And I know you do because you love people. Oh, Linda loves people. My gosh. You know, and but then there is also a propensity yes. to be hurt by the very same thing that you have such a passion for. But then you cannot then allow the, the pain or the disappointment that you may receive from one or two people to completely override, you know, and stop you from being the person that you are who is love people because the people that you show that love will then also emulate that you know if i now have to try to compare myself and say oh well you know i kind of don't love people the way that linda does well maybe i am not (laughs) meant to love people the way linda does you know, because the assignment that I have and the assignment that Linda has are two completely different assignments. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I mustn't love people, you know, but it's the way that we then project ourselves to those people, the energy that we put into it and how we pursue, you know, the love that we have for people, because it always has to do with something that already is inside of us. It, it's, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. So, Linda, just just talk to me just briefly about, you know, your understanding of, you know, the mindset that is required for us to either emulate people or when we compare ourselves oh, to other people. Is what key, do you think? Like you say, the mindset, our mind, you see, our thoughts, especially our thoughts. Um, every day when you wake up in the morning, trying to have a thought mm-hmm. that uplift someone and carry someone. Mm-hmm. And you know, some everybody, mm-hmm. I don't know if, uh, if you know, everybody say, I meditate, <laughs> I meditate in the morning. <laughs> yeah. but you see, I mm-hmm. want people mm-hmm. to meditate in the, on the right thing because we can meditate on a lot of things. Trust mm-hmm. me, the movie I watched last night, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> you know, meditate <laughs> on the right thing. And when you meditate on the right mm-hmm. thing, the mind is renewed slowly, slowly. Nobody say it's a quick um, step, a quick way to get. No, but it's slowly. But you have to do it every day. Every day when you meditate, meditate on a good thing. And by you doing that, that change your mind. So therefore, because you've been meditate on that thing, you meditate. So when you go out, the thing you meditate will come out of you. Because like we say, you cannot give that's something right. you don't have inside you. So that's why it's so important to mm. meditate on a good, on a word. I mean, for me, it's a word of God. Meditate on a word of God. So therefore, when you go out of your house and you start, you will see everything you meditate on it, it will come to you against any obstacle, against any challenging in front of you. So it's how you mm. react. So again, because you be meditate on the word of God or meditate on a positive thing. So basically, you there's a chance of you to 
react positively. So it's important to basically meditate on your wife thing for you to have that mindset, you know. And of course, it's, it's, it's a mindset. It's, 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 not, it's ongoing. It's not nobody said, yeah, no, it's ongoing. Mm. But you have to do it every day. And it became habit. And it became you. Mm. And, uh, and that's it. And it mm. became like your default, you know, setting. And yeah, and you can mm-hmm. bring that in every mm-hmm. area of your life, every business, family relationship everywhere you go you you can implement that that is so true because i mean even when we're looking at uh the issue of 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 mindset it's about setting your mind that's really what it is it's about setting your mind to saying i want to be better i want to do the best i can possibly do with what it is that has been given to me. You know, I always say to people, you know, the, 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 the scripture tells us that we are all going to give an account. You know, whether we believe it or whether we don't, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, we are all going to give an account one day, you know, and it will almost be like God will say, like, uh, <laughs> I jokingly say, uh, I use the analogy of uh, the old song by Janet Jackson that says, what have you done for me lately? You know, we will all stand before God and he will ask us, so what did you do? What have you done for me lately? What did you do with the gifts and the talents and the abilities that I gave you? What, what, what do you have to give back to me? You know, and again, when I have these people that I, I look up to, you know, one of them is uh, oh, uh, Pastor yeah. Frank, you know, Bishop Frank of Oswapia. <laughs> I mean, you know, this man has such a talent, a gift of speaking and a gift of, you know, I'm sure if pastor, you know, uh, Frank was not a, a pastor or a preacher, I'm sure he would have made it in, 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 in comedy <laughs> because this man can just make you laugh. So, I mean, he is so good. He, I mean, the way that his mind works, he is absolutely an amazing uh, uh, man of God. But I look up to these people and most importantly, I not only just see where they are today, this is the thing about emulation. It's about looking at where that person mm. has come from. You know, the challenges and the things that they had to encounter and mm. overcome in order for them to be who they are today. You know, it's always easy to see when somebody has achieved whatever it is that they have, have achieved. It is always easy to see when somebody has um, gained the success. Again, however, one, you know... Um, uh, you know, how you translate, you know, uh, success. But it's easy to see them when they have achieved whatever it is they have achieved. But the issue is looking at Mm. the journey, the path, the things that they had to encounter, what challenges they faced. And there'll be times when they probably faced some absolutely difficult situations and circumstances that could have probably made them even to want to quit. You know, because... You know, I know a, 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 a famous bishop who says, if you want the anointing that I have, you need to go through what I went through. <laughs> now, the issue is, are you willing to go through what he went through? Because he says, this kind of anointing, it doesn't come cheap. You know, yeah, I can't just come and just lay my hands on you, you know, and, and pour oil on you and you will have the anointing. That's not how it works. And sometimes this is how, you know, uh, we become deluded into thinking that, oh, I can just achieve, you know, the things that I want to achieve. And we don't realize that there mm-hmm. is going to be work 
there is going to be dedication that is required. You are going to have to change the way that you think. You know, the, the late Wayne Dyer said something that, you know, a statement that has always stayed with me, that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look wow. at change. And it's all about mindset. Because if, if, if something happens to you, and I know you, Linda, you know, you are a classic person to me who always thinks about how you are either going to react wow. or respond <laughs> to a situation. And you choose. It's yeah. all about choices. You choose. And you are so good at choosing that you are not going to allow this thing to come to you negatively. Even if the intention of the other person was negative, you just make a choice that you are not going to look at it negatively. Now, that to me is amazing because now that's the kind of anointing that I need right now. <laughs> I need that anointing because I don't have it in me yet, you know, because I mean, I, I've never seen you blowing up. I, I know the kind of things that kind of get on your nerves, but I'm not going to say them to the public right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean at the end of the day you have made a decision and all I'm trying to communicate to everyone and to myself is that it's all about a decision you know you decide who you, you are going to look up to you decide who you are going to emulate you decide but then you don't get to choose the things that you are going to follow and what you are not going to follow if you want the success that they have had I don't know yes, if that's that making sense. any sense. You're right. Uh, we look at people when who arrive, so-called arrive, and we don't know the journey mm -hmm. because it's a journey. That's it. It's A to B. Yeah. It's a story. So that journey, mm -hmm. what they endure in the journey, we just look at the the finished product and it shine or it's done mm -hmm. well. But you know where they come from. Mm -hmm. So are you prepared to take all those challenge on your way because you're going to mm -hmm. have them. You're going to, I'm sure if you ask Pastor Cecilia or Pastor Frank or Ricky, mm -hmm. they will tell you exactly mm -hmm. what they've been through. Mm -hmm. Are you prepared? Are you ready to go through that? You know, so we all want right. to go through, you know, whatever we need to go through to arrive. It that just, just happen mm -hmm. because you're a child of God. It doesn't happen. You know, even God said That's to right. us, he said, you're going to have challenging. He said, you're going to have it on your, on mm -hmm. your journey. But remember, I finish it for you. So because you have that in your mind, that gives you that strength, that gives you that hope, that yeah. gives you that courage to say, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. And you just yeah. carry yourself every day and you just go every day, new thing, new thing, every day change your mind, every day trying to learn new thing, trying to do something you are scared of doing, trying something out of your yeah. comfort zone, anything just for you yeah. to go one step at a time. It's so important in everything you do in life. That is so, so amazing what you've just said about, you know, doing something that you are scared of, you know, and coming out of your comfort zone. You cannot emulate somebody and you still remain in your comfort zone. That's, that's just not possible. It means you are going to really have to feel the fear and do it anyway. Like, you know, the title of this book by Susan yeah. uh, Jeffers, you know, says, feel the fear and do it 
anyway. Because ultimately, the question that I would ask is, what, what's the worst thing that can possibly happen? I was even saying this to a friend of mine, you know, last night. What is the worst thing that will possibly happen to you if you just go ahead and you exactly. do, so what? And actually, you Amen do need to, to mess up. See, this is the other thing that we tend to, you know, look at, you know, uh, failure. The word failure, we tend to look at it very, very negatively. And yet, the people that have achieved the successes that we may want to achieve have encountered so many failures. But they did not allow those failures or those misfortunes, you know, or those challenges to stop them. They actually learned something from that. You know, there's the story of uh, Colonel Sanders, you know, who started, uh, you know, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. A lot of people don't actually even realize that he started by, you know, frying a hamburger. And at that time, in those days, you know, nobody had ever made a hamburger before. So when he tried to sell the idea of, you know, starting a restaurant selling burgers, you know, people laughed at him. And they said, this thing will never take off. Where, where is Kentucky Fried Chicken today? It is all over the world, even in India, where they don't <laughs> eat meat. <laughs> it is there. And the man is longer. But it, because he believed in what he was doing, and he did not allow even the failures that he experienced. You know, the story goes, I don't know how far true it is, but the story goes that he literally knocked on 99 doors or looking for, you know, people to, to, to jump on board, you know, or spoke to 99 different people, you know, to try to, you know, get them to um, see the vision that he had. And they all rejected yeah. it, but that didn't stop him. At the hundredth door. Now, if he had stopped at, at at the twenty-fifth person or the tenth person who rejected him, we may not have That's Kentucky right. Fried Chicken today. Or Burger King or whatever it is that is, you know, it is out there. So I mean, I don't know if you've got anything else, Linda, that you just want to, you know, uh share with us before we round off this amazing talk that we've had on, you know, comparison, you know, and emulating. And I really like that issue that you mentioned about, you know doing something that we are scared of and but still doing it even with yeah. the fear gripping you you know because you know what you are going to come out at the other end with and comfort zone you know i you are one person who is always so good at stepping outside of your comfort zone and you know i really appreciate Thank that you. about what you. we say contentment no comparison mm. the only true mm. antidote to comparison is contentment which begin that's right. A thankful heart. That's my closing. All right. That is absolutely fabulous. Wow. Wow. Contentment. You know what? You're going to have to come back and talk about that one a bit more, Linda, because there is so much that we can unpack just on that one word, contentment. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And for coming on, you know, and having this, you know, conversation with me, I've really enjoyed having this discourse with you. And um, I'm sure we'll speak again soon.